Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by uh, still alive, Ryan Donnelly. Um, we have a, a loaded week of college football to talk about. I am coming to you from Columbus, Ohio, where I am. I'm here to do what needs to be done. And you mm-hmm. all know what I mean by that. Um, Ryan, how's it hanging? How's it, how's it going, man? Yeah, good weekend. Uh, no complaints. Just been mm-hmm. fun and, and hanging out, having a good time. Um, you know, same old, same old. Nothing going mm-hmm. on. It would be really, you? it would be really funny <laughs> if we just didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I know we we have it on the list. You just want to get out of the way at the top and then and then uh, just get it done here. Yeah, real quick before we do, homefieldapparel.com. Um, do we have any special codes this week, or is it just meet at midfield for the for the fifteen percent off your your first purchase just, yeah, over just there? The meet. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And of course, at... subscribe to meet at midfield.com as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, homefield where you can. Read all the yeah. Yeah. yeah, Holtonfield is a uh, high quality collegiate vintage apparel. Meet at midfield.com is uh the Ohio State fan zoo. If you want to uh gawk at that, it is it's it's $12.99 for entry, folks. You're gonna have to pay the fee to see the zoo. That's how any zoo works, that's how we operate. Uh, but I think it is well worth the price of admission. All right, all that out of the way. Um, we have it on the list. We're going to start with it right here. And then we're going to talk about the rest of the week. And, and we're going to try and not let this, uh, not let this be the entire podcast. We do have an, a, a, a whole podcast just about Ohio state that you could go listen to high street freaks. And also one about Michigan that you could go listen to a uh, bucket problem, the bucket problem podcast. But this is not either of those shows. This is flipping the field. And Ryan, I'm just going to, I'm going to toss it up to you here. Michigan 45, Ohio state 23. Um, what, what, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to go super long on it because I did all this on on High Street Freak. So, um, <clears throat> me, Kevin, and, and DJ recorded immediately after the game. So, if you want to hear my like raw, unfiltered anger right after the game, uh, hear me just get worked up. That's the place to do it at. Mm-hmm. Um, it was clarifying. Obviously, I, I think there was some some discussion after last year's Michigan game. Like, I think the like the changes that were made to the coaching staff and the team and the way the team played throughout the season. There was legitimate reason to believe they had fixed some of the problems and confidence going into this game against Michigan. The way they played against Michigan in the first half, they dominated the first half of that game. Uh, obviously, failed to actually convert on the points, but just you know on the field were much better. Yeah. Uh, and it basically, you know, what it clarifies is is that the critiques that you and I had levied today since January of 2020 uh, were fully correct. You know, what I mean? or 2021 rather yeah. uh, were, were fully correct. That that basically all of the problems with Ohio State are his coaching. Uh, there's nothing else. It's it's not going to change as long as he's the head coach. There's no point in getting worked up about whether or not Ohio State goes to the playoff, yada, yada, get in because they're just going to lose there too. Uh, that's just who he is. It's what he does in big games. He doesn't have any preparation, any plan for it. There's nothing changing about the way he coaches. He's not going to reflect, improve, learn. Um, he's not going to get better at game management. He's not going to change the nature of the offense. Uh, he's not going to have a different culture in the program. He's not going to respond to challenges more. Uh, he's never doing any of that uh, because he's an inexperienced coach who is basically a passing game coordinator who was given uh, maybe like the biggest machine in college football. Obviously, Alabama is a larger program, but maybe the biggest, like just, you know, uh, uh, you're in, you're out machine in all of college football. Uh, and, and basically he crashed into a wall, right? Uh, he, he took a huge advantage over Michigan, uh, a huge advantage of program building and has totally squandered it. Um Nothing to say, man. I, I mean, that that's pretty much it, right? Like he's he he completely shit his pants. Uh turtled in this game, gave up in this game the same way he did against Alabama in the national championship game. Uh he just doesn't want to compete, doesn't like I mean, he has he's scared to compete, basically. 
Uh, he is scared to go for it big games. He's scared to, to hang and fight. Um, I, I know we joke a lot about like Ohio State should have a Republican coach at all times or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, like the fact they've made some, this is, I'm probably going to sound evil for saying this. I, I fully mm-hmm. acknowledge this, but uh, whatever. It's that time of year. Um, the idea that Ohio State has like, we have the mental health coach. We have the guy who's like all about like, you know, anxiety and, and you know, uh, talking to your therapist. Yeah. Uh, not the guy for this job. I'm sorry, that, that guy, like you cannot be that guy and be successful at Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, you need guys who are like football brain terminators who don't have like thought, like, you know what I mean? Like, like guys who just like, who, who's like deepest reflection on their own internal happiness, just saying like, well, you know, happy wife, happy life and just stuff like that. Like you need that kind yeah. of guy. Yeah, this um, is this is not a job for human beings. I I, I feel like no. people should probably know that, right? Like this is not a job for people. It's for you know freak shows. It's for guys who want to be in the military, like Woody Hayes, or like the most perverted human beings on earth, like Urban Meyer. Like it's it's this is not who who derive some sort of like like immense pleasure from seeing their enemies fall. Like Ryan Day, right. is, I think Ryan Day could be a very good coach somewhere else. I think he could be a very good coach at a high level, but it's not, I mean, I know that this sounds like hokum and I'm, I'm probably going to dive more into the hokum stuff here than you will, because you have, you have done your share on, 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 you know, immediate reaction stuff. Um, but like it, it does, it does require somebody who is unfeeling. It does require somebody who is insane. It is like the amount of people that you have to manage and the level of like psychotic commitment you have to have to, to being ruthless at all times just does not, it doesn't exist for pretty much anybody. It's very, very rare to have that. And Ohio state has been very good at attracting those guys, but Ryan day was never that he was openly not that. And I, I think that it was a nice idea. You know, the, the, the thought that, that I would guess Gene Smith had, I would guess that a lot of people had of, well, maybe we could be a nicer Ohio State. Maybe we could be an Ohio State that's not so evil. And like, yeah, yeah it's a nice thought, but you you can't. They can't be, it, it is inextricable. One cannot come without the other. If you want to be a Ohio State in the way that it is thought about, if you want to be capital O, capital S, Ohio State, you can't do it with somebody who is not a fucking freak. They have to be a freak. It can't work. Yeah, he, just, he's doing he's doing the he's doing like the bisexual Twitter girl thing. He's yeah. doing like the uh, he's turning off the caps lock on his phone. Yeah, uh, that's like the kind of way Ryan Day types. He's he's doing yeah. like uh, he's tweeting about like how his roommates making him do, like you know do the dishes and it's actually emotional violence. He's the um, imposter syndrome coach, dude. He's he's yeah. <laughs> he is his primary talking point is is about imposter syndrome because he has it. He he's, 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 that's that's all he's got. Yeah. He's Ohio State's imposter syndrome era. Uh, yeah, era. And look, he obviously like I tweeted all this. So I, I've I've given these thoughts. You can read my. I have a free article up about why Ohio State should fire Ryan Day on meet at midfield. You guys are welcome yeah. to read. There's also more in depth stuff I have on the boards too. That's behind the paywall. Um, he, like the culmination for him of four years. This is his you know end of basically end of his fourth season at Ohio State. He's had four full years to recruit players, to coach, to develop, to employ schemes and hire assistants and yada yada. Uh, and the culmination of that is a losing record against Michigan and his ass kicked back-to-back years, having a mopey baby quarterback who's like, you know, pouts and whines every time something goes poorly, mm-hmm. uh, having, you know, the uh, basically the, you know, the, the biggest rival in all sports, uh, planting the flag on your home field, uh, giving quotes about how they can feel their opponent's will breaking, uh, having their fucking like, you know, garbage quarterback who still on his pass, a game like 50% of his passes, but can't yeah. complete a pass. Uh, it's not against air, basically, uh, you know, waving goodbye to your fans in the home stadium. 
Uh, that's Ryan Day. That's like that's the culmination of four years of efforts. We've had a full cycle to see who he is, and that's what you get. Uh, and it's obviously unacceptable. They're also obviously not going to fire him because they foolishly extended him in this past offseason, which I railed against the time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they're going to keep him for at least another year. But if he loses again next year in Ann Arbor, which he will, because he'll have a new quarterback and a lot of young players, um, he'll have he'll go into the next season with zero players who've ever beat Michigan on his roster. Yeah. Um, the rivalry is totally reset. Uh, the the paradigm basically has shifted in a way that has not been since uh, this century. It has not been this way in this century. Uh, and that's what you get from Ryan Day. And yeah. if they let it go on beyond, I mean, they shouldn't let it go on beyond this year. He should be done at the end of the season. If they can get, uh, I mean, I've talked about it plenty. If they could get Mike Rayborn, Luke Fickle, uh, they should just move on from him now. But uh, if it happens again next year, which it will, they obviously have to move on from him. There's no other choice. He has to be fired. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, what is the, I mean, what is the point then, you know, like then that, that's the, that's the, the argument that I'm sure that, that you and I will be making for the next, however many months, uh, I guess 12 months until he does this again is like, what is the fucking point? We all know where this is going. We, like, the, the, it's, it's, you can, you can pretend people can talk themselves back into, Oh, well, you know, he's got this great passing attack. He's got, uh, he's got all these, ta- all these talented players. He went out and got Drake may or something. Yeah. Like, I, I don't he's care. a loser. It doesn't matter. He's a loser. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care. He can't, he can't compete. His, yeah. his teams can't run the ball against the one team that they need to beat every year. They can't do it. They just, they, they can't do it. He can't do it. He is not physically, he doesn't, he lacks the constitution to win this kind of game. Like the, the, the uh i mean the punt on 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 fourth and six when it was like the third quarter i don't remember i watched it on an airplane um the the punt on fourth and six you guys know what i'm talking about that was it that was the end that was the end of the ryan day tenure anything after that is just fucking wasting time because you don't think you can get Vrabel or fickle and we're going to talk about fickle on the premium show so subscribe for uh subscribe for that um but like that was it that was the end. You went out and you got this guy because you thought that he could be the next evolution of Urban Meyer's offense. You thought that he could, you know, he's going to install the passing attack while keeping the running game going and he's going to be more aggressive. He's going to be more creative. He's not. He proved he isn't. He is in a in the biggest game and the only fucking game they played this season. Ohio State played 11 games just waiting for this one, just passing the time. The only game that mattered to them this year, when it came down to fourth and six, he punted at midfield. He punted. That was, I mean, that's it. <laughs> what what there's there's no there's no value to him he doesn't do anything if that's what yeah. he's going to do in that moment there's no reason to have him you could you could get that from fucking kirk ferentz there's no reason sure. and, and people can no people benefit. can play around the edges with like oh he can bring a different play caller and just have his scheme with someone else calling the plays or he could do x y or z it, uh, he, it, it literally it is just playing around the margins yeah. it, it might result in uh i don't know maybe they get a win one year against michigan who cares but like it will be they're still mostly getting their ass in this rivalry because he doesn't understand the stakes of the rivalry and what happens in this game. Like yeah. when that moment came and he had basically had an advantage over Michigan the entire game, helped them hang around like other opponents had all season. Uh, like the, what was at stake was a paradigm shift in the rivalry in, the, in a bigger way that's been in 20 years. And he didn't either he didn't care or was too scared to like face that moment or didn't realize it. And any of those answers are unacceptable, right? Yeah. Like a, a, any of those are like not the right answer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's who he is, dude. He's just a fucking loser. Like, I mean, he, he is just a scared baby. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it, it comes across as just football guy nonsense, but like he, hundred uh, percent, he's terrified of the moment. Every time the moment comes to him, uh, he basically schemed up Brent Venables for one game uh, on sugar huddles, which, Hey, watching Oklahoma this season doesn't seem that hard, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like, Got him one time. Got got a, a good team one time. Besides that, loses every big game he plays. 
don't care. I, I don't, I, I mean, obviously I want him gone. He sucks. Uh, the team, uh, I will still follow obsessively, of course, because uh, I'm not a, you know, that's who I am as a human being. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not going to be one of like, I, I did really despise the Michigan fans who are now crawling back out of the woodwork who basically, you know, pretended to not care about this game for 20 years uh, and then are now coming back. That is despicable behavior to me. And you're a loser if you did that, if you were, you know, coping last year or whatever, or coping mm-hmm. a few years ago and now coming back. Anyway, not the point. I will not be that guy. I will be an obsessive freak about this forever. That's who I am. Um, yeah. I will not be a Florida fan quitting my team to go uh, pretend I'm a Michigan fan or something. Uh, <laughs> I am a, I'm an Ohio state lunatic. I will get angry about this the day I die. If they don't win championships uh, and Ryan day must be fired. And that's, that's the last thing I'll say on it. Yeah. My, my last thing is just uh, like one on the idea of him just being a play caller. He sucks at that too. You guys know that, right? He's also a mm-hmm. shitty play. Call. He's not good at calling plays. His, his sequencing is fucking terrible. His game flow is really bad. He's a shitty play caller. He's a quarterback's coach. He's you don't need to have a quarterback's coach as your head coach. It's stupid. It was a stupid idea. Then it's a stupid idea. Now it, it was blatantly is a stupid thing to do. Um, and then the, the, the other thing, and then we'll move on. Um, we are not the only ones who are aware of this here. There's a pretty important guy who's very well aware that Ryan Day does not belong in this game, and he's across the sidelines. He's on the other side of the field. It's it's Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh knows damn well that Ryan Day does not belong in this football game. He, I mean, he called a pop pass with a fucking linebacker on third down in a one-score yeah. game. He knows damn well that Ryan Day is not ready for this. He, he said it last year. He told you openly last year, Ryan Day is not ready for this. Jim Harbaugh yeah. got up there at the post-game press conference after getting one win over Ohio State and said, Ryan Day is not ready for this. He's not. He has not earned his way to this game. He does not deserve to be here. And everybody took that as a personal fucking attack on Ryan Day instead of an accurate reflection from a coach who would know. Jim Harbaugh and, would and, fucking and know. To, I mean, credit to him because when Jim Harbaugh uh, saw the other sideline, he clearly could not handle Urban Meyer, right? Like yeah. Jim Harbaugh was completely outmatched and shit on by Urban Meyer and couldn't hang in those moments either. Uh, you know, as is every Michigan coach the last 20 years been. And yeah. it, it credit to him, like when they gave it, they let him get off the mat and he took the opportunity and he has run with it. Like yeah. Michigan's in a, Michigan is now clearly at the top of the big 10. There's no doubt about that. Michigan has a real chance to win a national championship this year. Uh, they're going to play an anemic Georgia. Like Michigan, Michigan could very well win the title. There's like, I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, given how anemic that Georgia offense has been at times and how inconsistent it is. Like they could absolutely win the championship. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm yeah, sure a great opportunity. I'm sure that we don't have any of these, but in, if you're like an Ohio state fan listening to this podcast and you're still not like fully convinced on the, you know, firing Ryan day thing, I want you to go back and listen to what Ryan just said. And then I want you to go to the fucking doctor and get your head checked. You, that is, that is insane to be an Ohio state fan hearing that there, there was a possibility Michigan could win a national championship. I like, I, <laughs> I covered the team. I covered Ohio state for three years. I am very, very fucking familiar with the program. If you are just like, yeah, whatever, let's keep the let's keep the guy who who is responsible for letting that happen, right? Like, you <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know how to root for the team. That's not what Ohio yeah. State does. It, it's it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that people are still defending. He's just he's a fish out of water. It does not make sense. It it is it is done. The marriage is over. Yep. 
they are they are keeping it together for the kids and there's just there's no reason to um it is it is over it was embarrassing it uh it was an ass whooping i mean the second half half was an af- an absolute ass whooping and that was all michigan needed um all right yeah. let's stay in the well, great Patrick, state. Yeah, let's let's cover the top team in ohio yeah let's talk yeah, about let's the stay, uh... let's stay in the great state of ohio ohio 38 bowling green 14 uh ohio doing this with a backup quarterback uh, locks up the Mac East. They will play Toledo for a title. Toledo, uh, by the way, I don't think we're going to talk about, but holy shit, they uh, they lost to Western Michigan. That's not. Yeah, they have fallen apart. They've lost back to backs, right? Yeah, yeah it's, uh... <laughs> it's so funny that as soon as we were like, oh, wow, Jason Candle is actually going to pull it together to win the win the Mac West this year. They have fallen apart again. They they he's he is incapable. Um, but yeah, Ohio beat the shit out of these guys. Really didn't do it in like any sort of explosive way. Was not putting up huge yardage just grinded it out just just did what what good teams are supposed to do and really kind of just held bowling green underwater for the entire game um they're headed the mac championship i would be shocked if they don't win that game i think that they looked very good here yeah i couldn't agree more that's a solid football team uh credit to melbourne who is doing a lot better than we ever expected certainly yeah uh who is doing better than solich ever did at this rate um he <laughs> yeah, if, he win, if he wins a mac championship he will have already done more than solich did yeah uh credit to him it's impressive i, I mean that's i'll say about it but yeah looking good in the mac i'm curious to watch that game uh next saturday this coming saturday rather uh next one patrick here thanksgiving day the egg bowl we mm-hmm. had mississippi state winning 24 22 at ole miss uh another lane kiffin disaster class which yep. is this game i guess is even funnier after we learned the background reporting that he told the team he wasn't leaving and had like agreed to a contract extension at Ole Miss oh before my God. the game. So there's not even like, there's not even a, like there's, there's not even like, Oh, he was like on his way out the door problem. It's just like, Oh, he just uh, got his ass kicked by Mike. Yeah. Beach, who, yeah, he, who again, doesn't worked. have any new game plans. Yeah. Uh, just is always running the same team out there. Like that's just a guy who's horrible in rivalries. Mike Leach is one of the worst rivalry coaches of all time. Yeah. Yeah, that this was um the, kind of a collapse here from Ole Miss too because it looked like they were gonna maybe not run away with it, but they they were you know they were doing pretty well yeah. here and then they just stopped. They just stopped doing well. Um, really also, not really, an encouraging end to this season for them. No. Also, really quick, just to, I just that just shot my memory. I have one more complaint about Ryan Day. Yeah. Uh, before I forget, the fact that people like thought his offense was like just running base because they were saving stuff for the game the whole season or whatever. Oh my god! Uh, just w- wasn't true. Just obviously yeah. it wasn't true. There was nothing being saved. There was no scheme. They like threw to Xavier uh, Xavier Johnson a couple times, I guess. And they, they had like a couple new riffs for how to draw up plays for Cade Stover. Like that was the big <laughs> game plan. Uh, it was it was pathetic. Uh, uh, he's a fucking, I just want to point out how much of a loser oh he is. There wasn't, he had nothing cooked for that game. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like, I mean, God, damn, it's not like Michigan did anything new in the past game either. Just like Cam Martinez on the field is why they fuck. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, Dude, what, Ohio state's big adjustment for the game was that they were going to throw more to Larry, the cable guy at tight end. And then also they mm-hmm. weren't going to have a safety playing. They were just not going to have any safeties. Yeah. That, that was, was their, cool. That was, <laughs> oh God. Yeah, it was cool. It was honestly really cool to try uh, for a big $2 million defensive coordinator to try a new coverage they hadn't run all season for the first time (laughs) in that game. I think that's an awesome way to prepare for the game. Because Ryan Day got his feelings hurt. He, he yeah. was he, he they last year made him sad. It made him feel like he wasn't a big Dude, he really man. Is. He, so he's, he's like, he's, I need to beat him with the tight ends and cover zero. This fucking Jesus Christ. He's the Lexapro coach, dude. He's the he's he's Vivance Buckeye. <laughs> you made like if, if, by the way, someone million has... dollars a year. What the fuck is wrong with you? 
If someone doesn't have that username on our board yet, I'm sure Vivance Buckeye is going to be coming soon. That's a good. Yeah. Someone's going to someone's going to use that. Yeah, that's free game uh, right there for anybody who wants it. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, yeah. But the, back to the uh, back to the Egg Bowl. Really, only briefly. Yeah. I don't have a ton of thoughts on this game. It was it was fun, like it usually is. Um, Ole Miss, I would guess, is probably just going to what keep doing this indefinitely. I mean, this is this is just going to be what Ole Miss does basically every year. It might not be eight and four every year. It might not be a collapse on quite this this level. But I think this is pretty much what it's going to be under Lane. They might be slightly yeah. better, slightly worse most years, but I think you're going to land around nine and three ish. They might get into the top 10 every now and then, but um, they're not going to do any, anything more than that. This is, uh, I think this is about the upper bounds of what you can do with portal stuff, unless you have like, you know, significant access to significant levels of talent much higher than what Ole Miss or Michigan State or other programs that have done this on that level are are trying like a USC I think USC can get better guys than this but unless you are like able to actively go and pluck I mean all American level players from schools like Pitt or Oklahoma um, this is what it's going to be this is about the maximum I think of what you well, can didn't do they do that I mean, they, they they got Zach Evans right I mean they got some all-American level players but they just didn't end up being all-American level players at Ole Miss yeah, um, I I think that that would probably also fall on on. I mean, later. the fact that Zach Evans has not been more than this is kind of strange. But I don't think that their skill talent has really been the problem. Um, no, of course not. But, I, but yeah, I think largely what you're saying is true, right? Like I, I would compare that. Like this program is, uh, it, it's like poor man James Franklin Penn State. Yeah, you know, it, it's like you're you're gonna finish somewhere between eight and four and ten and two. You're gonna be either the third or fourth best team in the division, depending on how uh, one other team does. Uh, and that's it. That's yeah. the whole. That's the whole thing. And, do. and I mean, like, I, I th- that's probably fine at Ole Miss, right? Like, that's it's better than what they have done for most of their history to be consistently somewhere be- between eight and four and ten and two. I know that they're going to get sick of it because everybody always gets sick of going ten and two. But like, yeah. it's not that's not the worst thing in the world. It's better than probably especially what they were especially doing. if you think Nick Saban's the retiring soon, right? Like to be yeah. in this position to be consistently good. If you think yeah, maybe like, you get lucky. Bad Wolf is leaving. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're just keeping consistency. It's a good, it's a good, it's exactly what we argued when we said Lane or when I said Lane shouldn't take the Auburn job. Yeah. Uh, it's exactly why I argued. I think it's his thought process too, but yeah, yeah. gotta be better than this. Gotta improve, but we'll see next year. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I, 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 then my last thought on Ole Miss and then we'll move on. I think they basically got where we thought they were going to go this year. They just took kind of an annoying path to get there. Like I, I would guess mm-hmm. that their fans are kind of bothered by the fact that they did this, this way where they started off. I mean, fucking, what was it? Seven and zero, and then lost four of their last five or whatever it was. Um, yeah. you probably shouldn't do that. I don't think you can do that a whole lot of times, but I think that ultimately they're probably going to be able to do roughly this every season, just, just remaking the roster with new guys. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's, I think it's fine. I think they should be frustrated with how this series season ended, but ultimately I think that they regressed about to where the talent level was. Um, AAC sending Tulane to the championship game to play against all odds, uh, UCF somehow, but, uh, Tulane 27, Cincinnati 24, or, uh, Tulane holds on here late. Cincinnati had a chance to drive down and win it and, uh, just couldn't catch the ball on fourth down, like a perfect pass bounces right off of, uh, I think it was Tyler Scott's hands. Um, Evan Prater, not, not an especially good game from him, but he played about as well as Ben Bryant would have played, I think through the air. And also he can run a little bit. So that was a step in the right direction. Um, Tulane does enough. Tajay Spears was, I mean, <laughs> pretty much just gave Tajay Spears the ball and asked him to win the game. And he, he did it, uh, good for Tulane. They are headed to the AAC championship game down year for Cincinnati, but a down year is nine and three is not the end of the world. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot else to say on this one. Good win for Tulane. 
Yeah, yeah, credit to him. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the uh, the Willie Fritz to Georgia Tech rumors in the premium podcast. Yes, um, and also, right and, yeah, and also Luke Fickle's situation. Uh, yes. and and maybe where Cincinnati will go yeah. next. After we're talking that, about but, a Luke yeah. Fickle style situation. Uh, that's Karen. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those those will both be on the premium show for those of you interested. We're we're we would like to do coaching stuff on the free show, but also, um, no, we're not going to. It's going to go on the premium show. So you got to pay us for that. That's the special content. That's the that's the good stuff right there. Um, yeah, not a ton else to say on this one really good season for Tulane really uh impressive bounce back I did not think they had it in them and they they pulled it off they're going to the AAC championship game um I, I think that it's uh it's it's good that they're getting that recognition even if I think that they are I mean I still think they're mid I'm gonna be honest I still think they're pretty mid I think everybody in the AAC is either mid or bad um and this did not really dissuade me from that but What are you going to do? You can only win the games that they put in front of you. Um, NC State 30, North Carolina 27 in double overtime. Very funny way for this season to end for North Carolina. This was a fun game, though. I I liked watching this. Um, NC State on, what, its fourth starting quarterback? They didn't somebody named fucking Ben Finley in this game. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, North Carolina collapsing down the stretch, I guess it's kind of Ryan Finley's evil twin brother. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Drake may not, not a great game here. Kind of a stinker from him. Um, I don't know. Just, just kind of funny that it all caught up to North Carolina like at once just everything snapped into place it's like oh these guys are actually really bad it's it's like all of football just like the uh the the ball luck just all went immediately in the other direction um good win for nc state i'm sure that this will uh you know be the motor for a bunch of hype next season that we're going to try really hard not to fall into and then fall into but um, it it is really funny by the way that i I won't be falling for it i'm out on dave jordan as we discussed we have Mm -hmm. disowned him but I, i do appreciate that uh, that he is just like only cares about this game uh, yeah. that he like is basically a super average coach who just hates his rival so much. Um, I respect the energy. I mean, it's, there's something to it. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's valuable to be that guy who always beats your rival. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Good win. No other thoughts. Really. North Carolina sucks. What a pathetic collapse last two weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the Mac Brown program, right? Just like squandering advantages and, uh, yeah, no other thoughts really. Uh, next one we have here in Nebraska, winning twenty four seventeen in Iowa. Jesus uh, the Nebraska, the Nebraska offense had been horrendous coming to this game. Uh, I, I had some stats up on a meet up field that I'll pull up now, but like they had been basically for weeks before this, uh, just doing absolutely nothing to anybody, uh, and then go into this, you know, uh, what is inarguably uh, one of the top defenses in America, and uh, and just dunked on them, right? Yeah. Like Trey Palmer was able to get loose. He declared for the draft right after this game. Credit to him for that. <laughs> uh, I appreciate. I appreciate striking when the iron's hot. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, really tough for Iowa to let this happen. Basically, uh, with all the stuff on the line here, I don't know. I mean, it's um, it's not uh, it's not good. I mean, Nebraska, like I said, in the, in the previous four contests going to this game, they have been averaging 208 yards of total offense and 9.8 points per game, yeah. uh, and they were able to score 24 uh, on Iowa. Um, yeah, I mean, Kirk Ferentz fumbled the Big Ten West, and he has to move on from his son, right? It has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to disown um, him. It's time to, Kirk, kind of disown it, him. it's time to disown your son. No more son. Uh, yeah, no more son. Get yeah, rid of your no, boy. No more son. If you're serious about football, you will no longer talk to your son. Um, yeah, this this is like losing this is obviously deeply deeply embarrassing and, and ridiculous to lose this game as Iowa and uh, it's sort of like I talked a couple of weeks ago vaguely positively about Iowa and about like what do you want them to do you know like they're not going to be a super explosive passing attack ever there's just not really going to happen there um but like 
I, I said that with, I think, the implied <laughs> caveat and the caveat that I will say openly now here um, that when you do that, the thing that I'm praising is that they don't fuck up games like this, is that they still manage to win the West even when they suck. It's that they they, they don't lose stupid games. They lost a stupid game. They lost a, a game, a deeply stupid game. It's incredible how badly they fucked this up. Like that is when you that that's when you need to be worried. Is when Iowa's losing games like this late in the season when it matters when there yeah. are things on the line in their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, in their fucking wheel. Like this is this was at home. This was a home game against a three win team to go to the fucking championship game. Like the the rest of the season being boring and annoying and bad is pretty much par for the course there, but you can't lose this game and be shitty. You can't you can't not go to the Big Ten championship game when you have it sewn up, and also be bad to watch. Like you have to do one or the other, but you you can't you can't do this long term if he's not going to win these kind of games. And and this is, you know, this has not been a, a super frequent thing, but like this season, man, Jesus, he's Kirk is really testing the, the distance that the, the, you know, the distance of the leash that he has there because right. the big 10 is throwing some money around the big 10 West specifically is throwing some money around the team. They played in this game is throwing some money around. And I don't know how long you can do this if you're not going to win games like this. That's the whole fucking promise of the Kirk Ferentz thing is that you're going to go out and you're going to bludgeon teams that you're better than. You're going to bludgeon teams even if they're more talented than you because you're going to slow the game down. They didn't do that against a three-win Nebraska team, the four wins now. But like that, that's bad. I don't think that you're going to fire him for one game. He certainly has a lot of a lot of leeway there, but bad season really really bad season needs changing i think needs a lot of changes over there yeah yeah i mean couldn't agree more uh it's it's i mean like you said the opportunity he had basically uh, while wisconsin nebraska were kind of replaced their coaches kind of take advantage of this moment and and back-to-back big 10 west championships and yeah it's the offense next year yada yada new quarterback new oc the whole deal just blew it just blew the opportunity now in a really tough place um you know, a lot of like stalwarts in the Big Ten West are going to have to look inwards. Like Ken Pat Fitzgerald and Kirk Ferentz basically answered the bell with Matt Rule and, and Luke Fickle coming to town uh, with P.J. Fleck, you know, still being decent and Jeff Brown mm. being decent. Uh, I'm not, you know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 the level of the level of coaching talent in the Big Ten is getting better, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Brett Bielema has his program going. Like you are dealing with better coaches now than you have been for a long time. And guys like Pat Fitzgerald and Kirk Ferentz, who are 20 year legacy coaches, have to look around and say, well, can we meet the challenge? Like, what can we do to improve the program? Yeah. And I don't think either one has any interest in trying to do that. They want to do the same little shit they always did. And I don't think it'll work. Um, yep. yep. Obviously, I, I think Ferris is in a much better place than Fitzgerald, but it's, the, it's, it's, you know, clearly, but it's still mm-hmm. the same larger theme. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that that is all, I think that that is all fair. And I think it's all at this point pretty fair to say openly, like, it's there need to be changes at both of those schools. There have to be changes if they want to keep up. And I just, I don't expect them. I don't, I don't think that you can fire a guy based on not expecting him to make changes. But I think that when it's the same thing next year and Northwestern has one win and Iowa has seven and fucks it up late or or six, or, I mean, at some point it's going to catch up to him. At some point, the fact that the big 10 West is outside of these two schools investing in coaches now is going to catch up to these two schools. Iowa Mm -hmm. more so than, than North it's already caught up to Northwestern. Northwestern is, is done. Northwestern is not coming back from this. Um, at least not with Pat Fitzgerald and probably not for a while, but 
Iowa, you still have time, man. You, <laughs> this is still a winning program right now. You still have a chance to not get caught under this shit because somebody's going to have to be last. Somebody's going to have to be down there with Northwestern. And I don't think it's going to be Matt Rule. I don't think it's going to be Luke Fickle. I sure as shit don't think it's going to be Brett Bielema. Do you, do, you, do, you, do you think you can beat PJ consistently? Do you think you can beat Jeff Brom consistently? That's not been the story always. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would not feel good about it if I was yeah. Iowa right now. And I, I certainly wouldn't. Ironically, they did beat those two teams this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll monitor that situation. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I, and then if I'm a Northwestern, I'm, I would have hanged myself by now. I would, I would be, I would be yeah. feeling significantly worse because I don't know what the fuck you do about that situation. Um, and also like, you know, by the way, like, uh, you know, USC and UCLA are coming too. Like, yeah. Let's not forget about It'll be that. Interesting to see. Yeah. Maybe those guys might be important as well. <laughs> this guy's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Florida State 45, Florida 38. Very weird football game. Um, Florida kind of tried to, I mean, they did make a game of it late on two of the very, very strangest, I think, quarterback stat lines you will see this season. Anthony Richardson, 9 of 27 for a buck 98 and three touchdowns. Jordan Travis, 13 of 30 for 270 and a touchdown. Very, very funny. Um, I think that that is a perfect reflection of the game. Florida State ran the ball pretty well, could not put it yeah. away. Travis then, particularly was brilliant. I mean, like I know that stat yeah. line looks obviously very sloppy, and I was just... Uh, I was just making fun of JJ McCarthy for like the same stat line three seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean like what, what uh, Travis did with his legs in this game was incredible. Like yeah. he was just individually making plays. I, I thought he was really impressive extending the pocket and uh, scrambling as needed. He was really good. Yeah. Um, and Florida state does just enough to survive. They, uh, they finish off the nine win regular season. I think that that is a, a success full out. And I think that that is a success for them. Uh, we will see where they land bowl game wise. They might end up sneaking into a New Year's Six game because somebody has to. Um, yeah, I mean, presumably Kansas State is going to take a loss to TCU if I had to guess, which uh, uh, I think you know gives Florida State a chance to bump into the yeah top they can, group here. I mean, they, I mean, and yeah. they can be pretty. They could they could feel pretty good too about the fact that like whoever loses the ACC championship game is probably not going to go to one right because North Carolina would have four losses and Clemson would have three. Oh, there's no chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, the champ has to go, right? Yeah, the uh, champ has to go, but the loser doesn't. I think Florida State yeah. would be higher ranked than whoever the loser is. I'd say that's definitely true. I mean... Although maybe... Yeah, Cle- you, you, it, it would probably need Clemson to beat North Carolina, but I think it can feel pretty good about that happening. I don't, if, I don't if, think that's going to be much of a concern. Work? I, I know we've talked about not really caring about the bowl games, but if LSU loses to Georgia, are they still going to like the Sugar Bowl or whatever? Or is that uh, is that just the top-ranked SEC team? Uh, um, it's. I think it's probably just the top ranked one, right? I don't think because last year uh, Ohio State went to the Rose Bowl instead. Of oh Iowa. yeah. So yeah, I think you're it right. would be it would be Alabama or or whoever or Tennessee. Yeah, yeah or Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that. Uh, yeah. Good for Florida State. I think that they will probably end up backing their way into that. Um. Unless uh, I guess unless something weird happens, that's a good. That's yeah, a I great mean, season it, for them. In the AP right now, they're 14th and they're behind. Uh, Kansas State, Utah, and LSU, which I think will probably all, with maybe the exception of Utah, will probably all lose this next weekend. Yeah. Um, so from there, yeah, you, I mean that's you're in, right? I think you're in. Yeah, I would think so. There, there, there are not. I mean, there are a decent number of those bowl games. I would guess that you get one. So that's, I mean, that's a great season. That's a very, very good bounce back season for them. Uh, continued uh, uh, progression from from uh, Mike Norvell. 
South Carolina 31, Clemson 30. <laughs> Got buried because it was happening while Ohio State Michigan was happening. Um, South Carolina sort of just just stole it late. Clemson had been pretty much in control, and then South Carolina came in and snaked it from them. Um, holy shit, what a funny season from Clemson. Just just an absolute pants shitting here down the stretch. They could have walked into the playoff. They could have walked in. They didn't even need to do anything. <laughs> They would have been they would have been the default team if either TCU or USC. I guess if USC lost TCU, it's a conversation, but we we talked about that last week. And they lost to fucking South Carolina. They they broke their 40-game home winning streak or whatever it was because they couldn't stop Spencer Rattler and because DJ Uyungalale couldn't complete a pass. He was 18 of he was eight of 29 for 99 yards. This program is fucking embarrassing. Oh my god. Yeah. What a crazy and, loss. As embarrassing as to say to you, and you know I absolutely hate to say this. I think you do, in fact, have to hand it at the Shane Beamer. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to do that. I think that what Clemson has done here is, is is that they are very bad. I think that Clemson is a very bad team. I, I mean, you're not wrong about that at all. But if you look at it and you see they came into this season, they got, you know, they got back-to-back huge wins, like like top. 10 or 12 wins over Tennessee and Clemson in all likelihood. Yeah. Uh, they were able to stay ahead of the bottom of the, of the SEC East, right? Like they beat Vandy, they beat Kentucky. Uh, I guess they did lose to Florida and Missouri, but like very easily could have been a nine and three season here. A couple balls bounced differently. I mean, this is a, it's a good year, dude. I mean, that's a flat out good year. I think it could have also probably been seven and five or six and six pretty easily. It's, sure, it's the margin sure. that we're operating with with these kind of teams in general. Yeah. It's you know, but that's success, dude. South Carolina going eight and four, yeah. with with two with two ranked wins is definitely success. Sure, yeah, I I, I think that that is a success. Is it you know going to translate moving forward? I don't think so. I think that they probably are about what they are, and they maybe got lucky a yeah. couple times. I mean, they beat Texas A and M by six points. Like it's not, but. But if you're a shitty coach who sucks like Shane Beamer, you got to take your wins when you can get them. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of bad coaches at Power Five programs who never even pull off this level of success. Like so, yeah. when a shithead like Shane Beamer or PJ Fleck puts together their one good year ever, you got to pat them on the back. They they do yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. Good. Good for good for Shane. I look forward to seeing the ridiculous contract extension that they give him this offseason because yeah. schools cannot get enough of of uh, extending or giving raises to just awful coaches, just coaches who yeah. blatantly are not going to have long term success. Um, great win for them. Yeah. Very, very good win for them. Deeply, deeply shitty season for Clemson, which is just this as a program. Now we can, we can assume moving forward that Clemson is going to go about nine and three or 10 and two. They do not have a ceiling above that. That is what they are going to be. Um, they can't do anything more than that with, with the current way that it is set up there. They're not going to do anything more than that. And you know, that Dabo is not going to change it. He's not going to change the way that it's set up. He's, he will go down with this ship. Um, it's very funny. I love to see it happen. Uh, we, uh, this is what we've been praying on. We waited for moments like this and we mm-hmm. love it. We're enjoying mm-hmm. every second of it. Um, James Madison, 47, Coastal Carolina, 7. Coastal Carolina, uh, without Grace and McCall here, just just d- was not close. Um, impressive bounce back here at the end of the year from James Madison. It looked like they were going to kind of collapse in the middle of the season, and they have pulled it back together to finish very, very strong with an extremely impressive win here. Um, they're they're yeah. going to be a factor. They are going to be a major factor in the Sun Belt yeah. East moving forward. They look... They look strong. They look like, um, I mean, they look a lot like App State did when App State came up. And now you see what App State is doing and there's there's room. There's room at the top of the East for uh, for James Madison. I think they are going to take that opportunity. 
Definitely. And also as a reminder too, if you guys didn't hear us talk about this, they are ineligible to win the division. But uh, if they were eligible, they would be going to the title game this year. Yeah, you're uh, one. With this one. Yeah, you're one. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, also you have to factor in like Coastal had nothing to play for in this game. We don't know. Yeah. You know, like there was the the, clearly the AAC champions getting the G5 or six bid. Uh, it was just a, like a win-loss number. There wasn't anything on the line for, for Coastal Carolina here, yeah. which I, I think is some factor, but that does not take away from how impressive James Madison was. And ba- like you said, bouncing back to get this huge win, an absolute blowout. Uh, they dog-walked him. I mean, it's super, super impressive. Uh, get on him. I mean, that's yeah. that's uh, that's the kind of stuff you want to see. I mean, it's the finish 8-3 and three this year. They, they didn't get a chance to play. Uh, they had a game canceled, right, uh, against Virginia um, because of the, the shooting. I believe maybe I know Coastal Carolina did. I don't know if James Ma- James Madison oh. was also going to. Play they only them. play eleven games, or am I looking at the schedule wrong? Um, yeah, no, it looks I like they know. only played eleven games. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure where that extra game went. Um, hmm. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. I don't. Troubling. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> I, you I think no we realize this? We, we've happened. talked about we've talked about James Madison probably you know twelve times. You think we would have noticed this at one point? Yeah, you think uh, that we would have noticed this at one point? Um. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we can't, I don't, we can't be held responsible for that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, we we uh we we issue no apology for this at this time. We will not be held accountable. I'm, I've also only um, seen oh, there's two bye weeks and they have a bye week September 17th and uh uh Halloween. There must have been hmm. a game canceled. It had to be. Maybe but, or maybe they lost. It looks like they might have lost a non-conference game at some point. Maybe they lost one when they moved up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It's uh, it's hard to say. Well, it will be interesting to learn why they didn't play yeah, we'll, twelve games. If anybody knows, we'll get um, in the film room. Yeah, we'll get in the film room. We'll work on this. We'll, we'll yeah, if anybody knows, room. please write it down on a piece of paper and then put it in the bottle and then put the bottle in the ocean and it will find its way to us. Um, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's how we actually like all of the tips that are sent to the show. Any sort of complaints, any corrections, anything yeah. like that. Just write it down on a piece of paper and then put it in the bottle and then drop it mm-hmm. in the ocean. It'll it'll get to us. Patrick, uh, what's they, your favorite body of water? Oh, I like them all. I like them all, big and small. There's no such thing as a bad body of water, folks. Uh, Oregon State 38, Oregon 34. Oregon State storms back here to win this one. It looked like Oregon had it pretty much settled. And then Bo Nix started playing football, and you can't have that. If you're Oregon, you don't want Bo Nix to be playing football. Uh, You want him to just be sort of there and a part of the team. You don't want him to be be playing football. That was their big problem in this one. Uh, Oregon State just sort of figured it out. (laughs) Didn't look like it was going well. They were struggling after they had a, uh, I think a drive ended by a bad spot, if memory serves. And then they figured it out. They they came all the way back. They could not pass the ball even a little bit in this game. They did not need to. They just ran and they managed to beat Oregon. Um, really bad way to end the year if you're Oregon. Again, they still have a bowl game, but Jesus Christ, they, they really kind of blew this here down the stretch in the same yeah. way that they have for a while now. Looked a lot like they have for you know, several years here. Yeah. I mean, they, they outgained uh, Oregon state by 150 yards and won the turnover margin three to nothing. Yeah. Uh, and still, uh, still lost this game to their rival. Um, that's they had, just, you they had, didn't they have, I thought they had some fumbles and none, none they lost. They put the ball on the turf, but never lost the ball. Okay. Um, I think they put it on the turf twice and recovered both. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, uh, no turnovers here. And I mean, they also lost their OC after the game too, to go to Arizona state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, their, their final, let's see in the second half here, their drives went punt, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, fumble downs, downs. Yeah. Uh, turned it over on downs twice. Oh, I guess they did have a, what is this? Uh, 
I'm see, I, hmm. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Uh, they here's what it was they fumbled on a fourth down, uh, they, but re- recovered their own fumble. But it was not, it was short of the line to gain, so it just counts as a <laughs> uh, it counts as a turnover on downs. So there's their last three possessions, they turned it over on downs. Um, we love that. We can't get enough yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great win for Oregon State. Great season for Oregon State. I was I was saying at the beginning of the year that I was hoping it was going to be a good Oregon State year. I think it was nine and three Oregon State. You're you're very, very happy with that. And and they, mm-hmm. they get a huge win over the rival here to end the year. Uh, the uh, I mean, this game, the, the environment there was awesome. I think it was really, really cool to see them get this win. Um, I'm excited to see where they go moving forward. I would love to see them pick up a quarterback of some sort, just a, just a competent quarterback. I think they could be really really dangerous and they uh in the pac 12 moving forward they were dangerous this year they they fucking they got oregon they very nearly got usc they probably should have gotten usc um great win for them really impressed with that program and and with the uh the direction that they seem to be headed in uh texas a&m 38 lsu 23 what the fuck i really don't i really don't know what to say about this one what the fuck what Pretty funny. I mean, that's what I have to say. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, it's very funny. How does this happen? How do you do this if you're LSU? I mean, like we just talked about this with Clemson. Like, you you were a playoff contender. How do you lose this game? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's and it's not even like it's not even like it was like a weird fluky game. No. Like, AM just beat them. Like they, yeah, they just beat them. AM put up 429 yards of offense. Uh like what? Like they just ran them all on their throats, right? Devin Chain was brilliant. I mean, 215 yeah. yards in the day. Uh, he, he's a, he's one of the best running backs in college football has been all season. He looked like it uh, during this game. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought mean, Connor. I thought Connor Weigman looked pretty good too. They they limited what he was doing, but I thought he looked yeah. pretty good. Um, yeah, man, I'm like I'm just. It, it's the not continued like... problem for LSU as well. Like they just LSU doesn't have anyone that can do anything on offense besides Jaden Daniels, and yeah. Jaden Daniels is not good enough to be a whole offense by himself. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, like Malik Neighbors made a couple plays here. I know John Embry scored some short distance touchdowns uh, for those those three that he had, and you know, but but Keishon Booty's been a huge disappointment this season. Uh, he's been, I thought, pretty poor compared to what we expected of him. Yeah. Uh, neighbors has been the better receiver. They just don't have a ton of skill players doing anything, which is very rare for LSU. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, they just got beat. They just got straight up beat. They didn't have anyone making a difference. Um, and I bullied them a little bit. Yeah, I this does not really change my long term outlook on LSU as a program. I think no. they are probably still going to be a, a top tier team in the SEC. I think it's more just confirmation for what we've been saying for several re- several weeks now really since the beginning of November which is that the SEC is awful this year. The SEC is a really really bad conference in 2022 and that does not mean that they will always be. It does not mean that their reign is over, but the idea that we should be, you know, ranking these teams higher that we should be considering TCU or, or not TCU, Tennessee or Alabama or LSU or any of these teams as like, oh, they they should get a pass for a loss or they should be, you know, considered better than other two loss or three loss teams is ridiculous. Their conference sucks. They are playing in maybe the worst non ACC power five conference. I'd take any of the other three over them. They there's, they sucks. They don't have any good teams except for Georgia. (laughs) All of their teams below Georgia are horribly flawed. Alabama looks like shit. LSU just lost to Texas A&M. Tennessee does not have a quarterback anymore. And also they lost to South Carolina. And then below that it's fucking garbage. This conference sucks. There's nothing here. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's dog shit. The, the, I mean, the SEC West is terrible. It is crazy 
how fast this went from being, you know, the most dominant conference of college football, yada, yada, to just absolute nonsense going on. Yeah, and it's really cool. That, it's really cool that we are like the only people talking about this, too. Everybody else just like, oh, yeah, well, SEC West is a, is a real gauntlet. They're all beating each other up out there. No, it sucks. These guys yeah, suck. These They're not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to be impressed with here? I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, they got a lot of five stars. The, the recruiting rankings are really good. Yeah, it's, it seems like that's really helping a lot of teams right now. It seems like a lot of teams are really doing a lot with their talent that they have. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah this sucks. There's, there's nothing happening here. Um, and the East is that much better, by the way. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> if anything, it might be worse. Like, obviously, Georgia's incredible. And Tennessee, uh, you know, had some really good moments this year. Uh, you know, obviously, the defense was never good enough. But and also the injuries didn't help here. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like then behind that, you've got South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Vanderbilt. Like, which of those teams are supposed to be dangerous? Yeah. You guys like, let who, so- this this conference let South Carolina go eight and four. Come on. Come on. What are we doing here? Unserious. <laughs> you can't be doing that. You guys let South Carolina go eight and four. You let Mississippi State, this Mississippi State team went eight and four. I don't Patrick, know. I think it's I think it's time you take some accountability for this though here because mm-hmm. uh, keep in mind you know a lot of they're going to pump up the non-conference wins for this conference like you know things like uh, Arkansas beating Cincinnati and, yeah. and Florida beating Utah mm-hmm. two teams who you pumped fraudulently as playoff contenders yeah. uh, and New Year's Six contenders and I think you have to be held accountable for that I mean direct, frankly the national SEC narrative is is on your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 exclusively me and not uh, not anybody. <laughs> and else. It has that. It's the yeah. first year they're doing this. The first year yeah. they're saying this kind of stuff. And yeah, and you've got to reflect on that. Yeah, PFF underscore Patrick has a lot to a lot to answer for um, <laughs> in in the, in the coming weeks, and I'm sure that I will be held accountable. R- really, um, the SEC championship game is the ultimate Patrick Mayhorn challenge. A lot of people have been saying that. A <laughs> lot of people have been saying that, and more and more we are hearing that. Uh, USC 38, Notre Dame 27. Notre Dame just couldn't tackle. Notre Dame just refused to tackle, would not tackle, didn't tackle. That was the end of the game. I mean, that's the entire thing of this game. They just didn't. They didn't tackle. They didn't tackle anybody at all. They <laughs> Drew Pine had an unbelievable game for for his standards, really for anybody's standards, and it didn't matter because Notre Dame couldn't tackle. Um, really weird showing from them. I was not. I, I, if they were going to lose, I did not think they were going to lose like this. This is a really strange game from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I got to be honest with you. I did not watch a minute of this game. Uh, <laughs> I had no interest in it. Yeah. Just the fact that I knew there were like perverted Ohio State fans online who were going to be thinking about like, oh, if USC drops this one, Buckeyes uh, can still get in the playoff. Like that mindset to me is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't want to. I didn't want to encounter that at all in my head. So I uh, I went to a party. Uh, I, I was yeah, I was I was dancing. I was busy dancing and, and talking to girls. But it's cool mm-hmm. that you watch this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're all very happy about the fact that I watched this game. Uh, closing us out here, Kansas State 47, Kansas 27. Kansas State takes care of business and will go to the Big 12 championship game. And I would just like to issue a thank you to them that we don't have to watch Texas anymore. We're good. We're done. We don't have to watch this Texas mm-hmm. team. We don't have to think about them. I don't give a shit what bowl game they're playing in. I'm sure it'll be some made up fucking game. Um, who cares? Doesn't matter. Not, not my business. I don't need to watch them in any important games anymore. And I won't for the foreseeable future and i'm very thankful for that kansas state gets the job done a uh, good season for them that could get even better if they can go off and uh and pull off an upset over tcu which i think is very much a possibility they look good they look very good yeah i know we've talked about like not really caring about bowl games at all many times which is which is pretty funny for us honestly but yeah uh i did see some shit talk this week from 
a couple of friends of the show. I, I, it was uh, Treblon and I think Bill DiFilippo. Mm-hmm. Uh, were Those are enemies of the show, to be clear. Those are not friends. <laughs> Claro, <laughs> clearly. Uh, I almost, I almost hit you with a Claro because I've been so used to talking in Spanish all weekend. Uh, <laughs> I like instinctively almost said it. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I going to say? No, uh, I saw them uh, talking shit about Pitt's projected bowl game draw. Mm. Like getting so online <laughs> that you're making fun of where your rival that you play four times every 30 years, but just is in the same state as you on uh-huh. what bowl game they might play based on the weather. Cause they, they, it's projected to be a pit Iowa bowl game in the pinstripe bowl, That's which is pretty awesome. funny to be fair. Yeah. But, but the fact they were like, you're just shit talking, you know, which marginal bowl game your rival's playing in. <laughs> Very funny. To me. <laughs> that is a level. That is a level of, of, of hating that I do respect. It goes back around <laughs> from being insane to being a respecting thing again. Yeah. Like it would be like Ohio state fans posting like last, Laughing about the Action Network's projection of where Cincinnati's going to a bowl game. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do you care? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I what? I, and I know you're not playoff pilled, but if that's yeah. the perversion we're seeing at lower levels of the sport for teams that can't make the playoff, just I mean, come on, we we got to expand the playoff. Yeah. We've got to save these people. It's our it's our yeah. responsibility. They- they need these guys need something please penn state <laughs> fans we need to distract them we need to give them some sort of fidget toy to keep them from freaking out yeah they're posting about like they're gonna be posting about like pat arduzzi's speech impediment soon if we don't, if yeah. we don't give them nothing wrong we don't with get that. them a new chew toy yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah there are do you a think lot penn of state fa- fans do you think they're more dogs or cats oh hmm. I, I think, think like in temperament they're kind of like a medium-sized dog yeah, I think it's a I think it's a decent sized dog. I don't think that it's, it's like, like a setter, uh, like an yeah. Irish setter. Yeah, I think that that's fair. It's it's one of those really smart dogs that has to be doing something all the time, right? Or like they freak out. It's it's a uh, they're they're a, they're a shepherd of sorts. It's it's uh, yeah, it's a good they're kind of dog to have, but it's a, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a very good dog, but it's a very anxious dog. You're like, okay, this yeah. dog needs this dog needs constant enrichment, or else he's gonna go hire Bill O'Brien. Like you can't you can't have that. <laughs> this feels like somebody's probably already been a fucking full cast, but I don't know. But yeah, it is sorry. kind of a funny topic. Our yeah, our bad. That's our bad. We gotta. <laughs> We're, we're getting better. <laughs> we're going to get in the film room. We're going to figure out how to not do that. Uh, that's that's what this offseason is going to be all about. It's going to be serious, the serious offseason from us uh, because, folks, we are joining the Sirius XM Network. <laughs> That's going to be our next. Can you imagine if they gave us a radio show? Oh my God. Yeah. Some guy driving home from work at his regular job, listening to us talk about how Jake Spavital is unserious. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are these guys talking about? What is going on? We'd be good at it. We'd be good at it. Yeah. I I bet we would be really good at it and we wouldn't immediately kill each other. I think that you and I, if we had to do a radio show, we would not be friends anymore after maybe two days. (laughs) I I, I don't think we would last. I don't think Uh, it would last. Doing, doing, I can't imagine the idea of doing yeah, I can't dude fuck. The idea of doing radio to me is insane. I mean, it's like just how do you like I, I have friends that like work for radio station and stuff like that, and no disrespect to them at all. It's a cool job, but like yeah. how do you get into radio as like someone of our age? Uh <laughs> like how do you how do how do you pick what your lineup works gonna be? And you're like, I think I'm gonna get into radio, dude. It seems like a growth industry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be the best one at radio. I think yeah. that I'm going to bring radio back. That is that is super cool. That is competitor mindset, though. That is guy. You know, that's that's a guy who uh, no nobody's telling him no. Nobody he he uh, full confidence. You got to respect that. Um, that's really cool. I interviewed anyway, for a, I interviewed for a job at a college that was like a ad sales for a, for a radio company. 
uh thank god i didn't do that i was like considering taking on like other work while also covering football yeah god thank god i didn't do that at the time. yeah that would have been a fun path for you to go down i think mm-hmm. um yeah in- anyway everybody <laughs> please look forward to and, and support the uh the upcoming five hour radio show that we will be doing uh, every day for the rest of our lives i think that that will be really really good uh should we do a really holiday like special that. like maybe we could you could... <laughs> What would that what would Honestly, that look like? What does that what does that what does that entail? Regale me. I haven't really thought it through before saying it right now. But I actually was thinking that you and I should do we should just pick like a random bowl game that we don't really care about, like on a Wednesday night yeah. and just do like uh flipping the field and friends and just have on like eight or ten guests. That'd be fun to do. That would be uh, fun. Yeah, maybe maybe we will look into doing that. That would be that would be a good time. Um, yeah. Or we could do we gotta pick like the worst full game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, well, I hear that Pitt might be playing on one of those. Maybe. We'll, <laughs> maybe that is we'll like December twenty ninth as well. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, classic. The classic day that everybody really looks forward to. December twenty ninth. One of those best <laughs> days of the year. Um, yeah. So everybody can look forward to that, and also to the uh, the fl- the flipping the field radio hour that is six hours long. Um, mm-hmm. And then our Christmas special in which we just watch we you and I are going to live watch home alone and there will be no video uh, to the podcast. It's just an audio of us watching home alone and like being, oh, wow, he got hit by the, you know, ironing pan or something. <laughs> yeah that'd be cool that'll be really fun um yeah anyway, we, we it, could do yeah i'll never i'll leave it there i'm gonna i'm not gonna get us into trouble we gotta save the rest of these bits for uh the premium show if you want to hear the the extended version of this riff in which ryan calls out by name hosts of other podcasts then you're gonna need to pay for the premium stuff and you can go to that's Mitchell. exactly what was coming too that's great yeah that i know just, it was read my I can, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. I know exactly sure. when you're about to do it. <laughs> I'm sure you could do the riff for me too. Actually, let's open up the premium. This would be a nice little treat for the subscribers. Let's open up the premium by you guessing what my riff was going to be and see if you nailed it. Because I bet you could. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we'll do that's that. the flipping the field chemistry, dude. That's this is why. <laughs> this is why I fan us the big bucks. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to hear the uh, my best guess, my best guess at what this riff is going to be, uh, please go to midfield.com and uh, subscribe. We would we would love to have you, and we would love for you to know what I'm going to say on the premium show, which we're going to be recording in about four seconds, I think. So uh, we'll see you guys there, or if not, uh, fuck you. We'll see you Thursday. <laughs> just keep it rolling just keep it you just start the premium right now <laughs>